Hello, everybody. Welcome to Clark Talks, a Colombian's podcast where we bring you the stories and views behind the news. I'm Damien Pizzanti. And I'm Katie Gillespie. So this is an extra. Yeah, this is actually a podcast extra. This is not a uh, full-blown episode. This is something to tide you over while you pine for us and (laughs) our amazing podcast we drop at the end of the week. Yep. Maybe it's not quite that, because what this actually is is a really interesting conversation had by Lou Brancasio and Greg Chain with a few of of our local representatives. Yeah, so if you have been reading The Columbian, which you should be, um, the uh, local, several members of the local delegation of lawmakers have introduced a bill that would make the uh, Interstate 5 Bridge, which of course we talked about at length in our last episode, uh, a project of statewide significance, which in some ways is a pretty symbolic move, but uh, it's really a symbolic. It's move. really symbolic, yeah. <laughs> but but what least, it does is it generates a lot of conversation and shows that people want this thing to happen, right? And are ready to move forward from the uh, the heartburn of the Columbia River crossing days, right? Maybe. So what you're going to hear is, as I said, is Lou and Greg. They're going to be sitting down with Senators Ann Rivers, Annette Cleveland, Linda Wilson. And representatives Paul Harris, Brandon Vick, and Sharon Wiley. Which is six of the seven lawmakers who signed on to that, uh, that is legislation. Correct. So, uh, yeah. So uh, bear in mind that they had this conversation on a conference call over speakerphone, and so the audio quality might not be the crystal clear sound you have come to expect and love with Clark Talks. But we cleaned it up pretty well, and um, don't be dismayed because the, the subject of the conversation I think is still really interesting and really good. So with that, um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in a couple days. Um, thank you all for joining uh, us. Uh, this is Greg Jane and Lou Brancasio from the Colombian Editorial Board. And just so you guys know, we are recording this um, for use online. And so far we have Senators Ann Rivers and Linda Wilson and Representative Brandon Vick and Sharon Wiley, I believe. Is that correct? Okay, um, well, and Paul Harris. Welcome, Paul. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you all for joining us. Um, Let's get started. I think the first question is we're here to talk about the bill um, uh, proposed in the legislature that would declare the I-5 bridge a project of statewide importance. And it appears this is largely a process bill. So if it does get through the legislature, what exactly would it accomplish? Well, I think this is Sharon. Um, it does several things. It, um, it basically um, defines the project, the project of statewide significance, and uh, also makes the, um, the legal definition that we have in our law um, that's what it is we're trying to do, but it's also terminology that Oregon will recognize, and so it's a, it's a gesture towards our Oregon County counterparts. Uh, but more importantly, it frees up uh, resources, uh, both uh, data and some staff time, so that we can have access to the material that's been collected over the years, so that if there are places we don't have to uh, go over the same ground and where there's information that's useful and for informing us and for informing other people, that information will be available to us. So, and with that, I wouldn't... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was saying, this is Brandon. I'd say, you know, a few other key points in there is, is you know, once we 
collecting that information, we set up the framework for how to communicate with Oregon. So um, we have, you know, a, a committee of eight people on the Washington side. We encourage the governors to talk together. We we really you mentioned the word process. This is, is starting that process for how do we get the right um, bridge across I five or across the river at I five, and, and how do we get the public involved and, and make sure we don't have a situation like we had last time. This is uh, this is Lou. Um, in an ideal world, uh, what's the end game? In an ideal, this is In an ideal world, the end game is not only to replace an aging piece of infrastructure, but also to create the mechanism by which we have multiple more crossings over the Columbia River. And is that, but but by by saying that, are you also saying that the uh, top priority uh, for Southwest Washington should be uh, some sort of replacement for the I five bridge? Yeah, I mean, here's the reality, Lou. With the the longshore issues at the port of Portland, we're all seeing a, a significant amount of truck traffic on the road that we weren't seeing even five years ago. Uh, and then, as you know, the projected numbers on the Cowlitz Casino are seven to, well, I should say, in 2005, it was projected 17,000 car trips per day going to the casino. So, if we're going to be really honest with ourselves, uh, we know that what we have there will not accommodate the significant increases in traffic that we're seeing, both from commercial truck traffic and also for people who are uh, wanting to get to Clark County for various recreational functions like, say, the amphitheater or the casino. All right, let me just get... Yeah. Again, I'd also add, um, you know, we're tasked with solving a problem without trying to compromise too many of our values. For me, when we're looking at transportation solutions, the big part of that is what is what is feasible. Not only is what is it feasible uh, politically, you know, based on my constituents leaning, but what can we get Oregon to the table to work on with us? And for me, that's where this project kind of raises to the top is if we're going to get something done first, and then maybe the near-term future, this is where it's going to start. That, yeah, that... And this is Paul, and, and this is Paul, and then we start the dialogue with the Bridge Commission, which Ann brought up, which we can start to address future issues, but I think this is the major issue right now. We can both stay dialoguing on future needs to, uh, across, across the Columbia River, but this absolutely is our paramount uh, need right now. And I concur with that, 
let me uh, let me let me stick with the uh, ideal world uh, premise. Uh, so, in an ideal world, everything goes as well as you could possibly expect it uh, to go. Uh, when will we start uh, driving over a uh, I-5 replacement bridge? No, and I, I, and I get that, uh, uh, Paul, but I mean, I'm looking again from an ideal world standpoint, uh, y you know, you know, some sort of a rough estimate. I mean, you know, when, when the, when the I-5 bridge was killed, uh, whenever that was some, uh, a year or so ago, uh, there were a lot of people who said you can forget about even, you know, thinking about getting a, uh, an I-5 bridge uh, replacement for the next 20 years. Uh, that's on the record. There are, pe there are people who have, who have said that. So I'm, I'm looking for, uh, you know, some sort of ideal world gauge that says if this thing comes together in an ideal way, you know, what, what's a general time frame to see this thing uh, completed? Maybe five years. Okay. Hey, and that you, hey, but you know you can't beat that publicity. <laughs> hey, I'm Okay, well, uh, uh, you know, you're the one answering the questions and I'm the one asking, but I'll just uh, say that I, I respectfully disagree with that uh, conclusion that, uh, that you've made. Anybody that doesn't have some sort of a time frame, uh, for, you know, for, uh, from the beginning that, that they're not even looking at an ideal end game, I think that it's a little bit too squishy for people, but uh, hey, I get it. Well, we can do something well well faster than the last process. And I would, you know, I would say that, um, I would think that it might, would be feasible to get it done within 10 years. Okay. Um, maybe sooner, if everything, if everything goes well. Okay, and that... It could go wrong. Right. No, I, I get that. You know, it's a, uh, and frankly, my, my, ne my, my next question brings it out of the um, uh, ideal world and into a, uh, reality that was an ideal world question and the re and uh, you know a reality question is everybody knows the trouble that we've had with this everybody knows how this is a plus uh scenario that we have going on now uh an agreement between both uh, uh republicans and uh, democrats to at least get the process started uh, but what's sort of the confidence scale that you do have uh of getting uh to an end game. There are usually so many roadblocks 
put into pl- uh, well not put into place but that are that exist uh, that um, are you all uh, relatively confident that uh, that you'll get to this end game well that's certainly the goal Lou uh, I think that's the reason why we've been working on this is so that we have a solid base to start with uh, we try to work through you know like Brandon was mentioning um, certain ideas that we all have and that we wanted to make sure that they were covered in our uh, in our thoughts. And so I think that what we came up with was a good, solid, start to a good process. And, you know, we only tell that further down the line what we're going to, what happens, but our goal is to work together to make this happen well yeah I, I get that I mean my goal is to win the lottery but um, yeah, that's not that's not, not necessarily a realistic outcome so I certainly appreciate goals uh, but you know you're reasonable people intelligent people and so you've got to have some sense of getting beyond what the goal is and into uh, knowing how this process works whether or not you're reasonably confident uh, that you guys can make this happen, and I think that's a you know a fair question, uh, notwithstanding the goal. And is anybody willing to take a shot? Well, you know, I'm an external optimist, and I'm going to just tell you my confidence is high. Okay, thank you, Ann. <laughs> and, and Lou, I think that I would have uh, put it as it would have been question mark when we started with the idea that if we couldn't get to where we are today the chances would be zero. Right. But after a year of talking and bringing other people into the process and working together and, you know, building our trust and learning about the different points of view, I would say my confidence level is very high. Good. Thank you. So, well, and this is Brandon. I think one thing these meetings have done is um, neither side, and I'm talking Democrat, Republican, are going to be surprised at opposition that comes out of the other, right? So uh, Annette and Monica and Sharon understand that if, you know, light rail is a, a factor, it's going to, you know, Republicans are going to have a big problem with that. And we understand that if, you know, we have a project that deviates from some sort of mass transit, um, they're going to have a problem with that. I mean, I think we know at least the political hurdles that are in front of us, uh, regardless of what we can get done with Oregon and the governor and that type of thing. And Lou, this is Annette. As I've um, shared in the past with you, uh, I felt one of the first questions we would need to answer the delegation when we took this first step forward on an uh, I-5 bridge replacement was, what's different this time? And the answer to that question is, there's consensus among the delegation here in Southwest Washington. And um, there's commitment to work together, continue to work together as we face these really tough questions uh, but we've also focused on a process that I feel really confident is going to move us forward and um, is going to allow us to have those difficult conversations and continue to move forward. Well, and well, let me ask you about uh, the uh, consensus that you're talking about. Uh, obviously, uh, and if I remember who's saying what here, obviously, uh, I think you know Brandon said he realizes as as do the uh, Democrats that uh, there's going to be some issues based on a variety of topics connected to the repl- to the getting this project done 
And uh, so, Ann, when you said that, uh, Annette, I'm sorry, when you said that there is a consensus, is there a, in other words, when you start talking about light rail and, and tolls and, and other details, do you guys now have a consensus on that stuff? We have a consensus on the process that we um, believe will uh, be before us, and, and one of the steps in that process, of course, will be uh, to lay out the project alternative and then to have that discussion. And I'm confident that because we made this commitment as a group to continue to work together, that we're going to be able to have those difficult discussions and come out uh, at the end with uh, consensus agreement. Good, thank you. So, uh, given that, uh, what kind of feedback have you gotten from the other legislators? Do you think you'll be able to get this through? I don't think that we're going to have any problems, Mrs. Ann Rivers. I don't think we'll have any problem getting it through the Senate, and I'll allow my House colleagues to address their agenda. I think we've. Uh, Pretty well uh, got this on a fast track in the house. I'm very confident that we'll we'll be able to get it through. Okay. I think the bottom line is to remember is that the people expect us to come here and work together and hammer through these hard things. And so uh, it's important to remember that that's what we're doing. And I think that our colleagues up here recognize this is a regional issue that we're dealing with um, largely jointly. And, uh, and that's well respected and will make the lift a lot easier. Uh, it, it, uh, it sounds like um, uh, Representative uh, Liz Pike is on a separate uh, path. Is, is that going to create uh, issues? And has anybody tried? to get her to uh, come on board with uh, this group? Absolutely, she's been invited to be on board. Um, and she can, she can come and join the group at any point in time. Um, but right now, she's not with us. And she's on a different path, and is that, the, is that gonna create an issue for your group? She's opposed to what might be one of the more critical uh, points uh, in this process, and she is opposed, is my understanding, to making the I-5 bridge the first priority. So, so I guess that was Brandon by by saying what you said. You believe that she might be able to come off of uh, the idea uh, th that you have that uh, the I-5 bridge should be the priority.
helps us um, not fast track the project, but make sure everyone's talking together to get the appropriate permit and things like that in a timely fashion. So, you know, I think the optics might be different. It sounds like it's, you know, I-5 or bust, but really it's, uh, I, I think, again, I, I think there is a mesh point for everyone there. Um, I just, I just don't know if people can get over the actual verbiage at all. And then, uh, I agree with Brandon, this is Annette, and, uh, you know, Liz, um, uh, was certainly invited and did participate in past meetings, but made the decision, uh, to part ways because she, uh, wasn't in agreement with that key point you mentioned, Lou. But, uh, you know, I also, and again, don't want to put words in the mouth of, um, Representative Pike, but, um, I've also had, uh, um, you know, with the, the, sense that she um, also very much wants to lead the project design and um, we, I felt very strongly uh, we're, that's not our job, it's our job as policymakers to uh, step forward, provide the leadership, design a process and ensure that we uh, very much in, include the public in that but uh, everyone seems to be a bridge engineer and it's difficult not to go to that place but we as a group um, agree that we're going to leave that to the experts. Thank you guys, Jim, maybe just one more question. We have our 130 committee meeting. Yeah. I agree. I got a 130 committee also. Okay. Um, well, really quickly, I, I, I think most people are are pleased that the de delegation came together a little bit. What was preventing the group from working together and, if not finding a gr agreement, at least generating some consensus in the past? What is different now? Uh, well, this is Brandon. My opinion is that the, the, the process leading up to the CRC wasn't done right, and I think if you don't take the time to get your constituents on board, it's going to be pretty impossible for the legislator to advocate for something like that. So I think um, the fact that we're ahead of the eight ball right now is going to help us immensely in, in making sure these things are ironed out as we move forward. And I would add to that that the process when it came to the prior project, in my opinion, wasn't clear, wasn't transparent, um, very difficult to guess at what the next step was. That's, we're working hard to ensure that we avoid that this time. Okay, great. Well, thank you all very much. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, appreciate uh, you taking the time out to talk to us. And, thank you. And, uh, and good luck. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.